0: Today on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I'm talking about probiotics and prebiotics. What's the difference? Do we need them? What do they do for us? And if we do need to take them, how do we choose what product to take? Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. This is probably going to be the first in a series about gut health, because the more I learn the more there is to learn about how important gut health is for all people. So many disease processes start with gut not being healthy and the bacteria that live in our gut not being optimal. So that's a big topic. But I just was narrowing down on a really common question, which is what is the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic? And do we need them? How much should we take? Where do we get them in foods? What are the benefits? all of that stuff, and what's proven by science and what isn't. So what's that got to do with midlife wellness? Well, just about everything, because it turns out almost all of us have some dysbiosis. That means some lack of optimal wellness in our gut, and that might show up as insulin resistance, weight gain. It might show up as inflammation that leads to autoimmune conditions, joint pain, thyroid disorders, hives, allergic reactions, and of course, primary bowel symptoms like irritable bowel, diarrhea, constipation, gassiness, food sensitivity. Sound familiar? Most of us have some of those, or at least many of us do, and I can tell you I was one of them. So in my quest to fix my own intestines, I've got some really great information that I've learned for you, and I'm going to start with the basics. What's a probiotic? What's a prebiotic? So Probiotics are a dose of healthy bacteria in a capsule or liquid form that we're ingesting to optimize the health of the bacteria in our colon. And prebiotics are food for those bacteria. So we really need both. And we can get both from our diet if we are very conscientious, or there are some supplements that we can take. So I'll talk to you about that. So let's talk a little bit about prebiotics. So prebiotics I mentioned are food for your healthy bacteria. Basically, it's fiber. So fiber is the type of carbohydrate that we cannot digest, but these healthy bacteria eat it. That's what they like to eat. So if they don't have enough fiber to eat, they're not going to survive and thrive. And they've got some really important, vital roles in our system. So we've got to give them what they like to eat. And so eating lots of fiber we've known for years is good for our gut health, right? I don't know when uh, people started talking about eating prunes to become more regular. We've all known eating lots of vegetables is a great idea. And oatmeal has been implicated in colon cancer reduction. So the idea has been out there for quite some time. But the understanding of why that works is really just now emerging. So getting lots of fiber is vital. And for sure, we can do it with diet. But an interesting thing is it's hard to do. It's a lot of fiber that we need. The recommendation is 30 to 40 grams a day. So just as an example, a serving of vegetables has around two or three grams of fiber. So you got to eat a lot of vegetables. Uh, certain things are higher in fiber that we know about. You know, we've all heard about prunes, uh, but also beans, uh, other types of uh, legumes like peas, Jerusalem artichokes, that special kind of artichoke. Uh Onions, asparagus, oatmeal that I already mentioned, there are lots of sources of fiber that you can get in your diet, and that's a great idea to do, but you might not get enough if you're like me, and so taking a fiber supplement might be something that you consider, and I'll talk to you about some of my favorites as we go on. So we eat the fiber, our healthy bacteria are really happy, and they this is what they eat eat for their nutrition. Uh, So in doing so, they produce these particular substances. So who cares about that? Well, they're actually really important uh, because one of them called butyrate that you might have heard of is really vital, turns out, in keeping the cell walls of our intestines intact. So it's a very complicated picture, and that's a super high-level basic overview, but we want to keep the cells of our colon very intact so that we don't leak toxic stuff out of alcohol and into our system. Many of us have heard of leaky gut syndrome, which honestly, in traditional medicine, we were taught to think was kind of a made up thing. But now we're having to sort of do a 180 on that because it's absolutely not a made up thing. It's a very, very real situation. And there are blood tests that can measure how leaky the gut is. It really is a thing. We want to keep the cells in our intestine very tightly joined together. They're actually joined by these things called tight junctions because, you know, that's how we want them to be, tightly held together. The intestine's full of a bunch of yucky stuff that we do not want to leak into our bloodstream. So without the healthy bacteria producing this substance, the cell walls can become disrupted, become a little bit more open, and we can get leaky gut syndrome or some version of that. So eating fiber isn't just about having normal bowel movements, although that's really important. It's about all of the trickle down that happens when we get a bunch of inflammation because of stuff leaking out into our bloodstream that can cause almost every disease you can mention. And some of them are probably symptoms that you have. So fiber's great. um, And that is what a prebiotic is. So moving on to probiotics, Probiotics are, as I mentioned, a dose of actual bacteria. So that's kind of an interesting idea, isn't it? Taking bacteria into our system on purpose. Uh, But the healthy gut bacteria are harvested from either old colonies from healthy human gut flora or from fermented foods is the most common source. And then they're put into pills or, or into a liquid form and they're actually live bacteria. So got to be really careful and educated about what you take, I think, because when I started this uh, investigation, just went on Amazon and looked at what's available. There are so many things out there. And which ones do you take? Well, there are a lot of choices and many of them are good, but uh, especially if you're taking a multi-strain probiotic, that means there's lots of different bacterial strains all in there together. These guys will eat each other. (laughs) They'll also decompose when they're at high temperatures. So they need to be kept at cooler temperatures or refrigerated. There's a lot of factors that go into having a probiotic that is actually going to provide you some live, healthy bacteria that make it through the gauntlet of your stomach and actually get into the colon. So choosing a really reputable product is really important. So I'll give you some ideas about that too, towards the end of this talk. So Let's just talk about what these things do for us. Well, so if we have a healthy gut biome, meaning we've got healthy bacteria that are thriving, we we already know they're keeping inflammation down by keeping the cell walls of our intestines intact, so everything's working well, our bowel movements will be hopefully normal daily and easy, inflammation is going to be kept really low. Some really cool things happen. Including, maybe most exciting, is it is absolutely related to the ability to burn fat, or the opposite is true that an unhealthy gut my- microbiome is absolutely related to gaining more fat because it changes our carbohydrate uh, metabolism, increases insulin, sets up an inflammatory process that can elevate cortisol. All of these things lead to fat storing. And a couple of talks ago, I was talking about studies done in mice. There have been tons of studies done in mice uh, really proving that gut biome is related to the amount of fat that we store. But there are human studies now, there are be more and more of them, that are really showing that this is true. That as part of a healthy weight management or fat loss program, simply taking fiber and a probiotic can accelerate weight loss by improving your carbohydrate and insulin metabolism, the ratio of those things. It reduces your uh tendency to gain fat more easily, and a bunch of other trickle-down effects. So not only that, but it's been proven in scientific studies to help with a number of other diseases, including, of course, irritable bowel syndrome, that makes sense, ulcerative colitis, uh, various diseases in newborns, uh, especially premature newborns where their intestines are very seriously affected, lots of different things. Some liver diseases have been shown to be reduced. So this this is real science. <laughs> I only talk to you about things that are uh, proven in evidence-based studies. And so this is really shifting out of the kind of weird and wacky uh, stuff that people take that doesn't really work into mainstream science. And isn't it just amazing that there are natural substances like fiber and probiotics, which can be found in foods, that can heal our systems without us taking 500 medications. I just love this part about what I'm learning in my own journey and that I'm able to share it with you. So I talked about where you can find fiber in food. So can you get probiotics from food? Of course, absolutely. So probiotics are found in uh, yogurt that has live cultures. So yogurt is a great source of probiotics if you're not sensitive to dairy. And it's a bit of a catch-22 because many of us are sensitive to dairy and it can be very inflammatory for the gut. But if you don't have that issue eating yogurt daily, that's a fantastic idea. Fermented products make these healthy bacteria. So fermented products would be things like, I don't eat these all the time, I must say, but if you ate sauerkraut, certain types of pickles, if they're not pasteurized, kimchi, kombucha, any fermented foods are gonna be a great source of natural probiotics. So if that's part of your daily regimen and you feel like your gut is really healthy and everything's just working great, you absolutely don't need to take any supplements. Now, for those of us who don't always get those things in our diet, uh, maybe we can't do yogurt because we're dairy sensitive or we don't like sauerkraut. I don't know, I think it tastes good, but uh, last time I ate it, I think it it made me gassy for 24 hours rather than the opposite. So there can be some difficult parts about taking in a lot of some of these foods. Uh, However, if you were looking for a supplement, uh, where do we start? Uh, So going back to fiber, So many fiber supplements out there, probably all of them are fine. Remember, we're trying to get to 30s or 40 grams a day total, including what you're getting in your diet. So of course, you don't need to get that whole amount in the supplement. But sometimes taking a supplement might just bring you up to a healthy level if you just know you're not going to get that much. Um, Now, if you're a patient on a weight loss program, someone who's taking something like semaglutide, which we use in our office, one of the GLP-1 agonists for weight loss, Very frequently, we can have some GI side effects, including constipation or diarrhea. So, this is going to be a great idea for you as well. Two reasons. One is that it's going to help you taking the fibers, going to help the healthy bacteria to grow. And then, as one of the trickle down effects I mentioned, it's going to help you with weight loss in general. So, we're starting to recommend this to all of our patients who are on our weight loss journey, regardless of whether they have symptoms or not, because most people do and we've just got used to living that way. So if you do want to supplement, let me tell you what I uh, personally take. It's not the only thing, but it's just an idea if you're kind of struggling like I was to find the right thing. I deviate to one or two different manufacturers that I trust and know are really reputable. So you've heard me talk about Thorn products before. Uh, Thorn doesn't pay me. Maybe one day they will. But uh, I absolutely love their products uh, because they're made in the U.S. They're tested with the same rigor that the FDA would require. No weird fillers. We know where they're made. We know how they're transported. You can be very, very sure that what you're taking is what it says on the bottle. So they have this cool product that I love called fiber Mund. This is what it looks like. It's in a big tub. So one little scoop of this stuff and the type of fiber that's in it is a brand name called Sun Fiber. So any kind of Sun Fiber uh, I really like, when you mix it with water, it's very delicious. Number one, it's not grainy or gritty and no uh, offense to Metamucil, but that doesn't have those qualities. Uh, So you mix it with water. It just turns into sort of a milky clear substance and you drink it and it's easy. I even know people who put it in their coffee or you can throw it in a uh, smoothie or whatever. It's just kind of neutral flavored, but quite pleasant. So one little scoop of that uh, is what I've been doing. It's great. I've just been doing it for a few weeks and I already feel better. And then um, as far as probiotics, we were talking about how important it is to have a really reputable manufacturer because these actually are live bacteria. So, you know, we've got to be careful about what we're putting in our system. So Thorne makes uh, several probiotics. Actually, I like this one, which is called uh, Flora Sport, Flora Sport, multi-strain probiotic. It's got four different Uh, important healthy bacteria in it, 20 billion, with a B, 20 billion colony forming units, that's 20 billion live bacteria estimated. so I've read different recommendations to take anywhere from one to 20 million. Certainly this is on the high end and you just would take one a day. I don't think it much matters. There's certainly no consensus on the amount that you should take. Just find one that you trust, that you like, that works well with your digestion. if you're not getting it in your diet. So let me take a pause. So there's so much interesting science about this. I'm going to certainly make this into several videos, but is this something new or is it something related to the modern age or the United States or what's going on? Well, there's actually some really interesting emerging science suggesting that taking antibiotics early in life is associated with a higher incidence of diabetes and obesity which is fascinating, uh, you know, when we take antibiotics, which are very widely overprescribed these days, I think we can all agree with that, especially to children. You know, if you have a kid who's got multiple ear infections, for example, they might have been on many, many rounds of antibiotics before the age of 10. And those are critical years where our gut microbiome is just learning to wake up. When we're born, we don't even have any bacteria in our colon at all. And it's developed over years. So there's some really interesting science about whether taking antibiotics, especially giving them to children is related to the obesity epidemic and I'm not sure if it's true yet but it sure sounds true and it sure makes sense and so if you do have to take antibiotics and thank goodness we have them they're life-saving please take a probiotic with it and please be very conscientious about whether you really need to take an antibiotic because antibiotics wipe out the good bacteria in your colon. They don't just target the bacteria in your ears or your throat or wherever it is that you're trying to uh, kill off the harmful bacteria. They're gonna have an effect in other places as well. So take antibiotics only if you absolutely need to and take a probiotic with them. And if you have kids, now I give antibiotics to my children and I'm not going to you know, tell you never to give them. But be careful. Let's think about whether we're doing the right thing and give a probiotic to your kid. Have the meat yogurt, uh, take a, a moderate dose, check with your pediatrician the dose that they recommend of a probiotic if they need to be on antibiotics. So that's just my little side note about that. But it's fascinating to me why this is so common and why almost every patient that I see in her midlife, has some type of gut dysbiosis. And if we just ask you all of those symptoms, for sure, almost everybody has some of them. And some of you have all of them. And the exciting thing is that the great majority of this can be cured simply with diet or very healthy, natural supplements. And I just think that's the best thing in the world about being a doctor these days to get you off your medications and get you on some healthy stuff that can make you live long and have a great health span. So I'll be coming back and talk to, talking to you more about this whole world of gut inflammation. I hope you liked this episode. If you learned something, please don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends. And I can't wait to see you next week.